0: Hello and welcome to the Going Up Cast, the weekly feel-good podcast with music, stories, comic books, and times long gone by brought back to the forefront of your psyche. I'm your host, Andrew Logan, and let's dive right into it. So this week we have a normal-length episode of the podcast for your consumption. We cover quite a bit of ground in this week's episode, However, we talk about a brand new uh, graphic novel, comic book, compilation that I've wanted to read for some time uh, called Dark Knight's Metal. We've got two brand new songs of the week, which I love to listen to whenever I'm driving. If it's on the highway or through the, the deserts of eastern Washington or up through the mountain passes of the Cascades or along the coast, wherever I'm driving to love to listen to these songs. We've got three brand new Harry Potter chapters. And to wrap it all up, we we'll have a lovely little discussion about this video I made, a little little Harry Potter promo, and just kind of a little bit about my, my history with video production and uh, some some fun stories of me back in college that I decided to share for almost no reason except for the fact that, you know what? It's nice to reminisce. It's nice to think back on those years, long gone now, of, uh, of my time at college and university. But to start it off, almost like we do every week, let's talk about some wonderful songs for our Songs of the Week. This week's Songs of the Week are two of my all-time favorite jams to listen to when heading down the road, which I know is a pretty broad category, but I think once you know the title of these two songs, you will understand exactly why I decided to go with these. Song number one is an all-time classic from 1972. That's right, Tiny Dancer by Elton John. I would say the first time I heard the song was when I saw Almost Famous when I was very, very young. Um, I saw it later on. Uh, when I was when I was older and I was like, oh man, that's a such an iconic scene when they're all uh, riding on the tour bus and they all start singing Tiny Dancer. Uh, if you've seen that movie, you know what I'm talking about. But uh, even if you haven't seen the movie, you know that Tiny Dancer is one of the one of the greatest um, songs of the early seventies for sure. It encapsulates this this kind of idealistic view of what the seventies was all about. It is a wonderful song to drive to. I challenge anybody to listen to it and not sing along to it as demonstrated by the fact that we're gonna listen to a little bit of it right now. According to the Wikipedia page on that song, the song lyrics were written by Bernie of uh, Taupin, uh, who wrote a lot of uh, Ellen John songs, uh, to capture the spirit of California in the 1970s, encapsulated by the many beautiful women he met there. That sounds exactly right. Oh, it's such a good, it is such a good song. Tiny Dancer is one of my all-time favorites. And to tie off the kind of driving jam list that this is, I need to quickly pull up uh the song here so i can actually sound like i know what i'm talking about when it comes to it we're gonna jump forward a couple of decades here to uh mr canadia himself tom cochran and that beloved song released in 1991 off the album mad mad world that's right life is a highway all right so a lot of people think the song is like really overplayed, especially when it was covered by Rascal Flats for the car's soundtrack when that movie came out in two thousand and five, I want to say, two thousand and six. dang, oh, well, uh, but God, God damn it. I love life as a highway. It pumps me right up. It puts me in that mindset of like driving across the desert, just, you know, sun's out and you're just like on flat roads, going who knows how fast and there's trucks zipping past you and like no houses for miles and you're just blazing through the Midwest. It just, uh, it puts me right in that mindset. And so for that, I love it. Here's a little bit of it. Yes, I have any songs you want to recommend for song of the week please feel free to reach out at goingcast at gmail.com especially if you got a good driving song good feel good song that's what the playlist is all about that's what we're loading on up with we got to get all these happy happy go lucky songs for everybody to listen to so you can just feel good all the time and now we can drive to it too because now we got life is a highway and tiny dancer which are great driving songs and we will talk about some more songs next week what up next is the next thing it is time to talk about the next three chapters in the harry potter and the sorcerer's stone audiobook we've got chapters seven through nine which dictates Harry's first couple of weeks here at Hogwarts, we got Chapter 7, The Sorting Hat, Chapter 8, The Potions Master, and Chapter 9, The Midnight Duel. These are some great chapters. I'm a big fan of The Sorting Hat song. I gave it my all. Uh, We get a lot from Old Man Dumbledore, who is consistently my favorite character in these audiobooks. And we get this little clip from Chapter 9, The Midnight Duel, in which I laugh way too much at my own joke. Here it is. They'd almost reached the portrait hole when a voice spoke from the chair nearest them. I can't believe you're going to do this, Harry. The lamp flickered on. It was Hermione Granger wearing a pink bathrobe and a frown. You! Said Ron furiously. Go back to bed! I almost told your brother! Hermione snapped. Pazzy! He's a prefect! He'd put a stop to this. Harry couldn't believe anybody could be so interfering! Come on, he said to Ron. He Pushed open the portrait of the fat lady and climbed through the hole. Hermione wasn't going to give up that easily. She had followed Ron through the portrait hole hissing at them like an angry goose. Uh, 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 that's what angry gooses sound like geese fuck who cares brand new chapters of the audiobook land every thursday or in most cases very very late on wednesday nights depending on how quickly you want to listen to them but ideally they will be up by Thursday morning and we'll have three new chapters next week. Now you may have noticed something that I myself have noticed, uh, pretty recently. And that is this book has an odd number of chapters, which means I can do one of two things. Either a, we do two chapters one week and that rounds out the books, or we do two chapters of the end of Sorcerer's Stone and the first chapter of Chamber of Secrets. Not sure how I want to plan it out yet, But uh, I kind of like having like a separation in between books, you know, kind of like in between seasons. So it's probably going to be the two chapters at the end of the week. But if you have a strong preference one way or the other, you probably want three chapters a week, no matter what, whatever the chapters are. Um, Well, hey, you know what? If you got a preference, let me know at at gmail.com. That'd be super duper. So I can figure out the best strategy moving forward with these odd number of chapters. And on that note, enjoy Harry Potter. I'd love to hear what you guys have been thinking about it, uh, if you've been enjoying it or not. I do know that once I'm done recording the Harry Potter chapters, I plan on going forward with other books and other franchises. uh, Presuming that they are still popular. And if you have a suggestion for what book series you want to hear me read next, understand that it'll be quite the undertaking. uh, And I would love to hear what you guys want uh, want to said in my illustrious fantastically descriptive styles usually uh, assisted with the additional presence of alcohol send it to goingupcastgmail.com I'd love to hear them Uh, my current plan is to do something that's incredibly daunting which would be the Lord of the Rings books Uh, we will see I am also thinking about doing the inheritance cycle but that's a lot of words to butcher that aren't you know impronounceable phrases in that book uh but both are very near and dear to my heart but harry potter was just the natural first choice i had to start with harry potter and it's been a ton of fun i hope you guys have been enjoying it and in the meantime while we wait for those chapters let's move on to the next thing in the podcast for this part of the podcast i'm going to start by apologizing for the sound of my voice, I have recently fallen ill thanks to a number of factors, Paramount of which was not getting enough sleep. But while I've been trying to fall asleep, I read a brand spanking new comic book. Uh, although I suppose in this form it would be more accurate to call it a graphic novel because it's like a hundred and something pages. I'm not exactly sure which, but i heard about this when it first came out it was a short six run issue you can now buy the complete volume of dark knight's metal this is i have the deluxe edition here basically it is uh it's your classic kind of justice league story you got your wonder womans you got your supermans you got your batmans you got your flash green lantern cyborg so on and so forth aquaman and it talks about Uh, An addition to the well-established aspect of DC Comics, which is the multiverse. DC sits firm at 52 alternate realities. Um, This uh, offshoot story adds a 53rd uh, multiverse um, that is called the Dark Multiverse, I believe where the demon bat god known as barbatos resides and his goal throughout the course of the comic book is to consume the planet earth to suck it into the dark multiverse so that he can it's not really clear um he wants to overrun the world with nightmares but i don't think there's really like a purpose behind it it's not like for sustenance or, uh, boredom. I think it's just kind of, you know, the, the story needed a villain. Basically what it really kind of has going for it is it's, it's Batman is all fuck because the bad guys all take different forms. It's, all, it's they're, the bad guys are all forms of Batman as like evil versions of the justice league. Like I'm looking at this, this one like page spread that's across multiple pages and we've got we've got like a Joker Batman, we've got a cyborg Batman, you got a Flash Batman, a Wonder Woman Batman, a Green Lantern Batman, an Aquaman I guess Aquawoman, um because it's a chick I guess an Aquawoman Batman. She's kind of piratey. She's awesome. Um, what looks like a, not Dark Side. Um, what looks like a Doomsday Batman, and then Barbatos, who is also um bat-like in appearance, which is pretty neat. Um. I, all right, I'll be honest I haven't read many comic books or graphic novels uh, before this the the best or I guess the only real example of my comic book reading was Saga um, which I'm still in the process of reading I'm a couple volumes behind on that one and while the art in this book is amazing I felt like I was a little misled when I, when I first heard about this the um it's called dark knights metal and i'll be the first to admit that a lot of the content within this comic book is very metal as in like heavy like music like heavy metal and there are a lot of uh there's a lot of musical reference in here um barbatos has this kind of um screech which is described as being anti-metal which is pretty fucking cool uh and it's like I'm trying to find the actual uh, page where uh, his screech is being described um, because it's probably the most metal thing in here uh, there's a lot of character designs that are metal as fuck as well let's see here um, but uh, uh, my lord it's time to wail is an actual line from this uh, but your voice it is the dark chord that will shake the strings of the multiverse anti music to bring the hordes of the dark here that's right open up and call the dark army whale my lord whale let's blow the damn walls off once and for all that's it's it's a great it's a great fucking page I just love that whale whale like you've never whaled before so that's all well and good uh but yeah I I enjoyed it immensely um I would recommend it um it's not a very expensive graphic novel and it doesn't take long to read about an hour you know at most, um, the art in it is pretty fantastic. It's got a lot of great people behind it, um, like Scott. Sn- is it Scott Snyder? I want to get this right. Yeah, Scott Snyder and Greg uh, Kapuya, um, who are who are very well known in the comic book world and the, um, like just you know, in the Batman universe in particular. I'm trying to find the closing line of the uh, of this comic book, which is also pretty good. Um, it also seems to set itself up for a pretty interesting spin on um, on DC Comics. There's a lot of uh, a lot of stuff left open, um, but it actually kind of feels like this is a precursor because um, at the end of this whole adventure, they add like Hawk Girl and uh, Martian Manhunter to the Justice League and are building the Hall of Justice. So it's kind of a precursory deal for that, which is uh, which is kind of cool. But the final line in the in the comic book is uh, because in the end we're all a little metal and um, it kind of works in a lot of different ways because uh, like um, metal as in like, like steel and iron um, like periodic table element metals play a very big role in this comic book as well as music and just the general heavy metal atmosphere. I mean the cover of the fucking book is an armored batman riding on the back of a joker dragon so that's pretty fucking metal just in general um I like i like i said this could have been more metal i mean the presence of demons and sharp teeth and actual like people wearing metal is pretty metal but i don't know it, i feel like um it kind of feels this is going to sound weird it feels a little bit like cultural appropriation where it's like they were given the base idea of what it is to be metal and just kind of ran with that it's like when you see art that isn't very good because somebody was like described what the subject looks like rather than actually having seen it themselves um it's you know it feels like a third party metalhead wrote this it's like oh i have a cousin who knows a guy who's into metal so naturally i know what i'm talking about when i write this this book about metal Um, And yeah, so uh, I don't know. It it is good, and I enjoyed it. Um, And I am now realizing just how much of an impact the Justice League cartoon had on me when I was reading this, because it's like Kevin Conroy was my voice for Batman. I had I think his name was Greg Newman was the voice of Superman. I had um, oh god, Susan Susan something was the voice of Wonder Woman. I can't remember her name right now. It's gonna come to me later. But she's wonderful. Just like all the Justice League voices is what I had in my head for these characters. Um, and it's, it was very good. I, I did enjoy it. It made, me, it made me quite happy. Especially as, you know, my throat is on fire and my voice is rapidly fleeing my body as I try to do. It's like the number one thing a person like me cannot lose is their voice. Between the podcast, the audiobook, and just my general day-to-day life where I am a fucking chatterbox, I cannot lose my voice. It is how I make all the big bucks, is my voice. So, you know, it's pretty crippling. It's like having a quarterback shatter his throwing hand. Like, that's that's a game-ender. You're just like, oh, fuck, I can't do the thing I'm awesome at. So, ah uh, well. But, if you ever find yourself in a library... Or have $26 to buy this on Amazon. Check out Dark Knight's Metal. Would highly recommend it. I'm going to keep my eyes peeled for more comic books. I got another one on the way. And we'll talk about that one when it shows up here in a couple of weeks. Whenever I have time to actually read it. If you got any comic books that you guys read. Let me know. I would love to expand my comic book collection. My... My repertoire of comic books I've actually read. I have a lot on my laundry list that I've always wanted to read, like The Killing Joke and Nightfall and some of the classic events. Um, But I'm much more aware of DC comics in terms of the actual comics. If you guys got some good Marvel ones, um, like Infinity uh, Infinity Gauntlet or uh, Civil War or The Death of Captain America... That kind of jazz. Let me know. Let me know if you're an avid comic book reader. I would like to get more more into comic books. And on that note, we will now move on to the next thing. Oh, sorry. Hold on. Never mind. Strike that. Rewind. If you have a comic book suggestion, please let me know at goingupcast.com. What's the point of asking for suggestions if you don't know where to send your suggestions of comic books? You can also tweet me at going cast on Twitter or you can use the contact page on goingupcast.com with your comic book suggestions that would be super duper who knows maybe this could be a new weekly thing where we talk about comic books because it is an awesome medium for sure and one I want to get more into there you go now we can move on to the next thing And finally on this week's episode of the Going Up Cast, I'm going to talk about something that I whipped together over over this past weekend in an attempt to reclaim some forgotten warriors from a long time ago. Back in college, I used to make YouTube videos. A long time ago. And uh, I have you know, I've moved I've moved on to the podcast, I've moved on to other creative endeavors. Um, And every now and then, I feel the urge to make another video. And this time around, I wanted to let the old YouTube audience know kind of what was going on over here. I did make an announcement video for the podcast containing the first podcast episode. Uh, But this time around, I wanted to let everybody know about the, the Harry Potter audiobook because I would be remiss to say that Harry Potter was not responsible for the vast majority of my subscriber base on YouTube, uh, between the movie nights where I would play, um, that was a, the series I used to do where I would play one game for a really long time. Uh, hour our plus, uh, videos every like Friday night. And uh, a lot of people found the channel through those. Um, and it was, it's been, it's been some time, but uh, over the course of my college career, I eventually played every, almost every Harry Potter game I could get my hands on for the channel. Uh, the only one I did not play was Quidditch World Cup, which is a phenomenal game, I love that game, but I could not find a copy of it from anywhere, so that was the only one I didn't play. And I wanted to let people know because I'm, you know, a lot of people found those videos thinking that they were the actual movies, and so I got you know quite a bit of flack for that. Uh, even though like uh, even though this, the title of the series was Movie Night, um, I, under, I understand the confusion, but I stand by it. It was a good title for a series because the whole idea was that you could just get a get some food, get some drink, sit down and relax for like an hour and just watch me play a game. That was a whole that was a whole concept behind that uh, behind that series. And I feel like a lot of people enjoyed my my interpretation of the Harry Potter novel. So what I did is I made a like a promo basically for the for the Sorcerer's Stone audiobook. And I went over my history of the Harry Potter games um, back uh, over four years now, uh, four years ago when I first started all those Harry Potter actions. Uh, I went through a little bit of a kind of a clip show montage thing. Where we progressed through the games, and the video ends with me finally talking about um, the audiobook and just kind of, I have this argument with myself, which I always love. I love those styles of videos. Uh, way early on, my freshman year of college, I did a whole series of like silent films uh, to celebrate the holidays because I had just started. This is a fun story. I had just got to college. It was it was like September of college, and my uh, my roommate at the time spent a lot of time out of the dorm room. Uh, he was off doing all the all the sport games, um, doing all sorts of stuff, and me, you know, being who I was back then, spent a lot of time just playing games in the dorm room. Um, not to say I wasn't hanging out with people. People would come and we'd play games together, but um, I was just chilling in my in my dorm room. And I got the desire to start making a YouTube channel. And so I got like the microphone stand. I got the microphone. Um, at the time, it was this really, really shitty USB mic that just kind of it went straight in. Um, it, was, it was akin to like those old white desktop, like plastic straw looking microphones from like the 90s, if you remember those. Um, it was basically that. And it was sitting right in front of me between my legs. And like the stand would just kind of shoot up. And so I'd have this microphone like three inches from my face, and I would be kicking it like the whole time. And the the audio quality was terrible. Those early videos are almost unwatchable. And like I also did a vlog, uh, and I was doing like vlogs at the same time as doing Amnesia, The Dark Descent, as doing Bastion. Those were those were the two games I played first. Um, it was. So awkward. I didn't know how to have a a camera presence. I didn't know how to how I wanted to like comport myself on microphone I didn't I didn't know any of that. I just I was like, you know, I love watching YouTube videos I at that point I'd been watching YouTube videos for Oh God when did I go to college 20 I think I think I really started watching YouTube videos around 2010 um, with the Ogs cast and their Minecraft series, that was like my intro to YouTube and like YouTubers and YouTubing in general. So at that point, I've been watching YouTube videos for a couple of years, and I was like, I wanna, I wanna get in on this. So I started doing some stuff, and that that December, I wanted to do something for the holidays, and I did like 25 mostly silent. Films. Um, I did have a couple of uh videos that holiday season where I was back home, and I believe there was, uh, I was talking in those videos, but there were these these little short, like couple minute, uh, short films, and to this day, those short films were are some of the more most complicated videos I've ever filmed. Um, multiple angles. Uh, they had zooms, they had multiple edits, uh, had costume changes, It had just a laundry list of stuff. Like it was, ba- I basically storyboarded this, these things. Um, but those are still to this day, some of the more complicated videos I've ever shot. Like making a gaming video is not difficult. All right. What is difficult is being funny and being able to play the game competently and be entertaining at the same time okay that's what's difficult but playing a game hitting record on the video capture so it gets the game footage and hitting record on audacity so it picks up your voice that is not hard okay those are not difficult things to do anybody could do it who knows later on down the road i might do a little podcast on how to make your own youtube videos it's super simple and easy anybody can do it um and in those early days i was using windows movie maker i swear to god for everything I used Windows Movie Maker for the game videos. He used Windows Movie Maker for my little, uh, my little live-action Christmas shorts. Oh man! And so, doing this particular video um, for the Harry Potter promo was uh, was an interesting challenge because when you talk to yourself as two separate characters, it's always interesting to make sure that the conversation flows naturally. Um, I didn't have anybody re- like reading the lines off camera to me. You know, I was just trying to keep the conversation straight in my head, and that that presented a fun, creative challenge. And I love I love making videos. Um, I really do. But it's it's now it's more of like a, I want to make this video because I wanted to make this video kind of thing. It's the the, the reason behind the creation process is a lot is a lot better now. Um, there were certainly times in college when I was making videos because I had to make videos, you know? Uh, there was a period in like my third year where I was uploading four videos a day and it was always during the holidays because I would have, I had two channels, right? I had the I had the gaming channel and the, the vlogging channel. And so it would be whatever series was ongoing on the gaming channel plus the other series that was going on the gaming channel. So I'd usually be playing any, like about four games at any one time I'd be playing four games um the reasoning behind that was that if I played four games and they were like four simultaneously running series there would always be at least something that you would enjoy you know like let's say I was playing Alan Wake uh, JRPG Hearthstone and um uh, I don't know uh, The Witcher 3 or something like that and it's like, you weren't a fan of Witcher 3. You could go watch one of the other three series I was doing at the same time. And then the, I would also have, like, week, weekly things. Like, the movie nights uh, would be every Friday night and stuff like that. And I used to do, uh, like, little segments on movies where I would rant and rave about stupid things in films. Uh, and those would be, like, on Saturdays and stuff like that. And then on the, the live channel I would have... A daily vlog and the themed Christmas video of whatever was going on oh and during the holidays I would also have a Minecraft Christmas series that would go up every day so yeah at some points it was five five videos a day and it got it it got busy It got busy when you make five videos a day and also your quality dips because you're making five fucking videos a day it's like the the laughter dies nobody like you're not funny after five videos you're barely funny in one. You got to pace yourself. So yeah, it was, I, I'll be the first to admit, throughout the, the lifetime of me making YouTube videos, which was about four years of my life, I made over 2,000 videos. About 10 of them are good. <laughs> about There's there's about 10 or 11 videos that I can look back on and go, yeah, that's a good video. Um, I think this is one of them. I'm, I'm quite proud of this one. I wish I wasn't wearing pants with holes in the crotch. Uh, regret that. Wish, wish to notice that beforehand. Could have reshot it, but I needed the video to go up, um, and I was just like, "Ah, it's fine. I'm wearing dark underwear. It's fine." So yeah, I was, um, I was quite, I was quite pleased with how that turned out. And um, I, I also uh, did something I, I almost never did. I think I did it in one other video, but um, I censored. Uh, this video with with like bleeps. Although I missed one uh, right at the end. Uh, I let one slip through. Ah, it's fine. Um, but I've always thought that bleeping out swear words makes that twice as funny. You know, than just like saying ah shit. You know, it's just like ah beep. It's uh, It's just. I always thought it was funnier. Um, so that's why I did. That's why I did that. So that is that is the goal behind that video. The idea is that I just. Bring some folks from the YouTube audience over to the new podcast audience. And hey, if you're here because of that video, welcome to the Going Up cast. I'm so pleased that you have decided to join us on this brand new creative adventure. Please enjoy the Harry Potter audiobook. We've got three more chapters coming up this Thursday. we got three more chapters coming up next Thursday. And then the final two chapters of book one, two weeks after that, it's going to be... Fantastic. Now, I'll just tell you straight up right now, Chamber of Secrets is done. Like, currently, at the time of recording this, for this episode, will go up June 19th, I believe. Yes, June 19th. I'm almost done with the Order of the Phoenix. So this isn't something like, oh, you know, he did book one, but now we have to wait for book two. Hopefully, there will never be a down period. I'm so deep into the franchise that by the time... The lot, li- like the episodes getting uploaded onto the website, catches up to where I am now. I should be done with the whole thing, like way, way in advance. And I suppose that begs the question: if they're all done, why don't I just dump them all and just have them there to listen? I wanna, I wanna pace it out, uh, because you know, it's it's a lot of great stuff, and um, I think it'll just be. You know, it's it's to keep you coming back. Let's be honest. If I gave it to you all at once, you'd listen to it and that'd be it. But if you have to come back every week to get new episodes, woo Everybody loves that, don't they? It's the best. I'm not Netflix. What do you want? <laughs> anyway, thank you all very much for listening to this week's episode of the Going Up cast. I know it was a little bit shorter this week than it was in past weeks, but uh, I think this is a nice break from last week's almost fifty-minute episode, the only reason that was so long is because of E three, and I wanted to you know bring it back to what's most likely going to be close to the average runtime. It's between that twenty-five to thirty-five minute mark. Um, that's kind of that's kind of what we're shooting for here. Uh, I've got I got really fun. Uh, I've got a great concept for next week's podcast. Uh, we're gonna dive into one of my all-time favorite topics. I'm not going to tell you what it is yet, but it's going to be real good fun. I'm very much looking forward to it. If you have any song suggestions, please feel free to reach out at goingupcast.com. If you have any stories you would like to share, please feel free to reach out at goingupcast.com. And, as always, enjoy this week's episodes of Harry Potter. I have been your host, Andrew Logan. I hope you all have a fantastic week. See you all next time.